0: Oh, hello. Back again, are we? And it's forever good to see you, friend. Please, do excuse the mess. I started making the shop available to host small events and birthday parties. And one just yesterday got a little out of hand. In fact, they left a little something behind that I know you'll be most interested in a hardcover picture book. Yeah. You might not want to open it just yet. Stay a while. Have a piece of cake. While I gift you this one called My Family is Cursed. A clown shows up at everyone's 10th birthday. But no one ever hires one. Before we begin, I want to point out some of the customers whose names have been etched in brass on this beautiful plaque I had made above the front desk. These are some of the members of the inner circle of the Antiquarium. We go by the Obsidian Covenant. Recent initiates include Rob Sparkman, Banny Phyllis, Sven, Jennifer, at Dark Hippie 24. Princess Emma Rose, Cursed Keaton, the Type 1 Diabetic Warrior, TMSKS-222, and Sean Geary. We are ever appreciative of your devotion to The Order. Go to ObsidianCovenant.com to receive the sacrament. Now, where were we? Oh yes... Welcome to the Antiquarium of Sinister Happenings and Odd Goings On.
1: family is cursed. A clown shows up at everyone's 10th birthday, but no one ever hires one. My earliest memory of the clown is from my cousin Jake's 10th birthday party. I was only five, but I distinctly remember the commotion surrounding the clown. I remember my parents preparing me before we left the house and on the drive there there's going to be a clown at Jake's party.
2: Just be nice. All you have to do is be nice.
1: I didn't understand why they were so worried. Why my mom kept wiping her hands on her dress the entire drive to Jake's house, or why my dad kept taking deep breaths. Weren't clowns supposed to be at birthday parties? When we got to Jake's house... There was something going on. The kids were running around the backyard and jumping in the bouncy castle, but the adults were standing around in silence, their eyes darting back and forth across the yard, while some of my aunts and uncles walked in and out of the house periodically. It was like they were all waiting for something to happen. As I jumped in the bouncy castle along with the rest of my cousins, I noticed a movement in the bushes near the gate that led into the backyard. I continued to bounce, trying to get higher each time in order to get a better look at whatever was there. Finally, I saw the clown appear from behind the bushes and watched as he unlatched the gate. I stopped bouncing and tried to maintain my balance as I watched the clown step into the yard and close the gate behind himself. I pushed my fingers through the mesh of the bouncy castle and pressed my face against it, staring at the clown as he scanned the backyard until his eyes landed on me. He stared at me for a few seconds, and I stared back, not really knowing what to do. Nobody else seemed to have noticed him yet, and my cousins continued bouncing around behind me. He was short, and he wore a curly, rainbow-colored wig. His face was white, and it seemed like his skin was naturally that pale. It didn't look like paint at all, really. His lips were normal size, but bright red, and he had a giant, round, red nose. His eyes were dark, so dark that I couldn't distinguish the pupil from the iris. He had two black lines that started above his black eyebrows and ran down his eyelids to the tops of his cheeks, which appeared to be inflated with something. They were round and protruding with a pink blush on them. His skin was smooth like porcelain. He wore yellow polka dot pants that were held up by red suspenders and a white shirt with giant red buttons down the front, and red ruffles around the neck, chest, and sleeves. And he carried a gift bag in one hand. I don't know how long I stood there watching him, but suddenly I was being pulled out of the bouncy house by my mom. She dragged me to a table and sat me down in a chair in between herself and my dad. I continued to watch the clown as he approached my cousin Lisa and pulled out a pink balloon from a pocket in his pants. He blew up the balloon and then twisted it into a dog, handing it to her. She took the balloon dog from the clown and ran to her mom, my Aunt Chelsea, who grabbed Lisa roughly and dragged her away from the clown. There was a impalpable amount of tension for the remainder of Jake's birthday party. Our parents wouldn't let us stray too far away and the clown stayed the entire time, wandering around the yard and handing out balloon animals or honking his nose for the children. When it came time to open presents, we watched as Jake unwrapped countless video games and action figures along with a few clothing items. Once he finished opening the last gift from a family member, the clown walked up to Jake and handed him the gift bag he had been carrying around for the entire party. I watched as Jake's mom tried to stop the clown from handing Jake the gift while my uncle held her back. We all watched as Jake thanked the clown and opened the gift bag, taking out handfuls of tissue paper until he reached in and pulled out the gift. It's a book! I saw his mom sigh in relief, and Jake turned the book over in his hands, looking at it. It was a small, hardcover book with a glossy dust jacket that had a drawing of a beach on it. Jake thanked the clown, and it walked away from him, through the gate, and away from the house. Once he was gone, Jake's dad snatched the book from him, I asked him about it later, but he told me his parents had thrown it out. I saw the clown a few times after that. At every cousin's 10th birthday party, he would show up in the same outfit every time and give them a hardcover picture book that their parents would get rid of. When I was 10, the same thing happened. And although I begged my parents to let me see that book, they declined. The night of my birthday party, I snuck out of my room and saw my dad go up into the attic with my book. I tried to find it a few times after that day, but he had hidden it well, and it was nowhere to be seen. I once asked my parents why any of us even had birthday parties if they were so afraid of the clown, but they told me that the clown would show up anyway. He just... He always knew. I didn't see the clown for a couple of years. All of my cousins had passed the age of 10 and none of them were old enough to have their own children yet. When I turned 20, my parents died in a car accident and I inherited their house. By that time, I had forgotten all about the clown and the book. Or didn't care to read it and figure out why they'd taken it away. And then, about 12 years later, my daughter Wendy had her 10th birthday party my wife knew about the clown and we had already seen it appear once before at Jake's twin's birthday party we had prepared Wendy and had given her the same warnings my parents had given me be nice to the clown about 30 minutes into the party the clown jumped over the backyard fence and wandered over to the table where Wendy and her cousins were getting makeovers I stopped myself from running over and stopping him He looked exactly as I'd remembered him. Not a single thing had changed, not even his outfit. I watched as he caught my niece Alice's eye and pulled out a blue balloon from his pocket. He blew the balloon up and then pulled out another blue one and then used them both to form a hat, which he gently placed on her head. I watched as she thanked him and he clapped his hands together and then continued to walk around my backyard. Nobody ever tried to stop him, because we'd always been warned not to. We were never specifically told what would happen if we tried, but we knew it was bad, and none of us wanted to find out what it would be. When it was time to open presents, I continued to eye the gift bag in the clown's hand. Once Wendy was done with opening the gifts given to her by family members, the clown approached her, and handed her the bag she took it gently and slowly opened it digging around the tissue paper until she pulled out the book thank you she said smiling at the clown he took a bow and then walked away jumping back over the fence I let out a sigh of relief as he was gone and I approached Wendy taking the book from her She didn't seem to mind that it was being taken. She seemed... glad. I decided to hide it up in the attic, just as my parents had done with mine. But as I stared at it in my hands, curiosity was beginning to set in.
0: My apologies for crashing the party. The balloon artist just showed up. A little late, I might add. Let me go see if he can make good on that giraffe they promised me on the telephone. I'll be right back. Not to party too hard without me. Why, hello there. You've reached the antiquarium. If you wish to leave a message,
2: please do so with
0: the tone and have
2: a great day. No way.
0: This is so not real great
2: this is great Great. (laughs) right this is real you have a pleasant day
0: end of messages (laughs) (laughs) what do you know my balloon giraffe kind of cute don't you think oh well that's unfortunate i believe his tip just deflated as well Let's not let that be a party, pooper, and we'll get right back to the fun, shall we?
1: (laughs) I decided to hide it up in the attic, just as my parents had done with mine. But as I stared at it in my hands, curiosity was beginning to set in. It was the same as all the other books I'd seen. Hardcover with a glossy dust jacket that contained a drawing on the front but no title. This one had a drawing of a girl that resembled Wendy, standing in front of a birthday cake and about to blow out the candles. She had the same curly brown hair and green eyes as Wendy. I opened the book and noticed an inscription on the inside of the cover that said, Happy 10th, Wendy. The first page was blank, but the next page was where the story started. There was a drawing of the girl on the cover, wearing a party hat and holding a pile of gifts.
2: Under that, it read, Today is Wendy's tenth. How happy is she? She got every gift she wants, even things she does not need.
1: I turned the page as I continued to read the story that depicted various drawings of a girl that resembled my daughter as she did various birthday party activities.
2: Wendy laughs along with friends, and all her guests are filled with glee Wendy tries to sneak a peek at every gift that she receives.
1: There were drawings of Wendy with family and friends.
2: Everyone smiling and hugging Wendy. And then from beyond the backyard fence comes the best guest of them all. A funny, funny clown here to have a ball. On
1: that page was a drawing of the clown as it jumped over the fence
2: grinning this clown loves to party and it loves 10th birthdays too he will never miss a chance to show up where he's due
1: the next drawing was of the clown in the center of the page surrounded by black but this
2: birthday is a bit different something big is going to happen the clown is so excited this doesn't happen often I turned the page to see a drawing of the clown,
1: running around the party, chasing the guests who appeared to be frightened. They'd been drawn with their
2: mouths open and wide-eyed as they ran away from the clown. The clown runs around the yard and pulls something from his pocket. Not a balloon, not a magic handkerchief, but something big and sharp and shiny. The next page had
1: a drawing of a gleaming butcher knife dripping with blood. A lot of
2: guests must
1: die, but don't worry, Wendy will be fine. The next four pages contain various drawings of the clowns slaughtering people at the birthday party. Some had their necks sliced open, some were stabbed, and some lost
2: body parts. The clown has had his fun. This job here has been done. Happy 10th birthday to Wendy. He will see you at the next one.
1: The last drawing was of the clown jumping back over the fence, leaving a pile of dead bodies behind him. I shut the book as a chill ran down my spine. I realized why our parents never showed us the books, especially if they were all this creepy. And I wondered why the clown would even give us these books. I decided to do as my parents had done and get rid of the book at the end of the party. As I tossed the book on top of the fridge, I heard the first scream. I ran to the door and threw it open just in time to see everyone running away from the clown. He was back. And he stood right by the fence with a butcher knife in his hands. On the ground next to him was my cousin Paola's child Trevor face down in the grass. I scanned the backyard looking for Wendy but she was nowhere to be seen. All the guests ran across the yard trying to get as far away from the clown as possible. I watched as Jake tossed his children over the fence and into the neighbor's yard followed by his husband and then himself. I looked for my wife and I spotted her running towards me and into the house. Where's Wendy? She jumped the fence a while ago. She's fine. We need to hide. She dragged me inside with her as the screams continued. A few more family members made it inside and we hid in the kitchen in the living room. After a while, the screams died out and I slowly got up, opening the door and peering out into the backyard. He's gone, I said as I threw open the door and walked outside. There were a total... And dead people. And a few minutes after the cops arrived, so did Jake, his family, and Wendy. I ran to her as I saw her coming up the driveway, picking her up into my arms. I'm so glad you're okay. I kept her by my side for the rest of the night as we answered questions. I didn't tell the police that I knew the clown, as they would never believe my story about the curse. Instead, we all told them that we had no idea who the clown was, and that we hadn't hired anyone. Hours later, everyone was finally gone. Wendy had gone to bed and I went downstairs and helped my wife clean up some of the mess. (laughs) Once we were done, I grabbed the book from on top of the fridge and handed it to her. What's this? It's what he gave her Rose. Read it. I waited for her to finish reading the book. Once she was done, she tossed it onto the counter.
2: What the fuck? Did he plan all that? Is this supposed to be some stupid
1: joke? I shrugged. Did this happen to everyone? I, I don't know. Our parents never let us see the books.
0: Oh, this is so fucked up, David. We
1: stood in silence as Rose grabbed the book again, giving it a disgusted look. I'm going to go look for something, I said suddenly. I made my way to the attic entrance in the hall and pulled down the ladder. I slowly made my way up, each step creaking as I stood on it. When I reached the top, I flipped the switch and the lights turned on, illuminating the attic enough for me to see. I dug through countless boxes and moved old decor and furniture around until I found it. The book that had been given to me on my 10th birthday. It had been hidden under the cushion of an old chair I pulled it out and looked at the drawing of a house with a single light on in one of the windows. I opened the book and found a similar engraving on the inside cover that read, Happy 10th
2: David. I turned the pages and began to read the story, ignoring the pictures. Today is David's 10th birthday. What a good one it will be. David eats pizza. His favorite toppings is cheese. He has a water balloon fight with Cousin Eric, and they take cover in the trees! Everything is fun, and soon it will be great. Here comes the clown. He is never, ever late. David's birthday was a blast and his gifts were all so fun. But don't be sad that it's over. The fun has just begun. Years go by, and the clown sees Dave again. It's now his daughter's 10th birthday, and today the fun will end. A lot of guests had fun, and for others, this day was their last. But David's family is alive. You can thank the clown for that. And now it's time for bed. Time to get some sleep. Don't forget to check on Wendy. She
0: hasn't made a pig. The
2: final drawing
1: in the book showed an empty bed in a dark room with a window that was wide open. I stared at it for a second before it hit me. I tossed the book aside as I got a sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. Something was wrong. Wendy! What's going on? I didn't reply as I hurried down the ladder and ran down the hall into Wendy's bedroom, throwing the door open. I flipped the light on and looked around the room, but I was too late. She was gone her bed was empty and her window was wide open
0: thank you for your patronage hope you enjoyed your new relic as much as I've enjoyed passing along its sordid history it does come with our usual warning however absolutely no refunds no exchanges and we won't be held liable for anything that may or may not occur while the object is in your possession. If you've got an artifact with mysterious properties, perhaps it's accompanied by a history of bizarre and disturbing circumstances. Maybe you'd be interested in dropping it and its story by the shop to share with other customers. Please reach out to Antiquarium Shop at gmail.com a member of our team will be in touch till next time we'll be waiting for you whenever you close your eyes in the space between sleep and dream during regular business hours of course or by appointment only for you our best customer you have a good night now.
1: The Antiquarium of Sinister Happenings. Lot 033. A clown shows up at everyone's 10th birthday, but no one ever hires one. Written by Gabby Rivera. Narrated by Trevor Shand. Starring Conan Freeman as Dad. Laura Mirsky as Mom. Everett Shand as Jake. Jade Shand as Wendy. Dee Quintero as Rose. Featuring Stephen Knowles as the Antique Dealer. Engineering, production, and sound design by Trevor Shand. Theme music by the Newton Brothers. Additional music by COAG, Brian Estes, and Vivek Abhishek. The Antiquarium of Sinister Happenings is created and curated by Trevor and Lauren Shand. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Antiquarium Pod. Call the Antiquarium at 646-481-7197.